it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to help you connect the dots of who you really are. So we are physical, obviously, but we're also intellectual, emotional, and spiritual in nature. And the guest I have on with me today has been on a prior show, but definitely this is a show about connecting to the spiritual and the emotional aspects of our life. Uh, But before we get started, I want to remind everyone that if you go to the website, which is SynergyConnectionRadio.com, there's about 380 shows there now. And not that you're going to be listening to every one of them, but there is a synopsis for each show. And it tells you about what the show is, as well as who my guest is. And I feel very blessed to have so many amazing people that have been on the show for the last five years. Um, So when you get to the website, you're also going to um, see a link that will take you into Boomer products. And I've been using these products for the last six years. I do believe it's what has kept me very healthy, especially during the pandemic. And there's two things that I want everybody to understand. I was talking to somebody earlier uh, this morning who has a health condition. And when you go for your physical, and hopefully everybody listening to this, you know, does do an annual physical. But if you go to your physical, there's two blood tests that unless you ask for them, they will not be part of your panel. And I have my theory for why they were dropped off about 10 years ago. And it has to do with the desire of pharmaceutical companies to sell more prescriptions. Because if you know these two numbers, you can keep yourself healthy. If you don't know them, then you're playing a guessing game. So the two tests are a D, like in dog, three. And the other one is a C, as in cat, reactive protein test, CRP. Um, Your D3 is your immune system, and there's a very wide range that goes with this particular test, but you want your number to be above 70. And if you're down in the 40s, then you're going to catch everything that walks down the street. You need to have that number up to 70. So, you know, D3 is an easy, inexpensive uh, little capsule to take. Uh, boomers, uh, theirs is the one I use, but each little capsule is 5,000 international units. And for some individuals who are seriously sick and have compromised immune systems, their D3 might be in the low 30s. Um, So you really want to pay attention to that number. The other one, the C-reactive protein, you want that number to be below 0.5. And I will tell you that mine is a 0.1. And my D3 number is a 100. So you really need to take personal responsibility for getting your health on track if it is not on track. And those two tests will give you your indications because if you have a C-reactive protein, as many people do, that are a four, five, or six, every inflammation that we have, all of the inflammation that we have leads to a disease of some sort eventually. It wears your body down. So just keep in mind those two tests. Please ask your doctor to run them. 
D as in dog three, C-reactive protein. Um, I will tell you that if you know those numbers and you want to get healthy, if you just go on their website, there's all kinds of products, including the barley. Uh, there's a product called resveratrol. There's another one called turmeric with bioperin. I use all of them. And when you check out, um, if you put my first name into the discount code, so L-U-C-Y, you're going to get $5 off your order. Uh, the company is allowing me to make that as an offer to everybody. So every time you order, just put in my first name and you're going to get $5 off. Uh, okay, so we're going to come back to Nita. And Nita's husband died a number of years ago now. Uh, excuse me, but um, she admits that she went into kind of a negative spiral and stayed there for a while and had some difficulties coming out of that. Um, however, now she's able to help others who are going through this same kind of emotional crisis, because when we have a spouse or a partner in life that dies, especially if we've been with them for a long time, it is not easy to overcome. And I had been married, I'd been with my spouse uh, for 33 years, I'd been married for over 30 years when he died. And so I know very well what this is like, you know, to go through. Um, the difference for me is that it wasn't a sudden death. It was one that took place over 12 years. And he was one of the 1% of men that developed breast cancer. So um, his was a, a different kind of a death than somebody, for instance, that's involved in a car accident or a massive coronary or something of that nature that's a little more expedient. I watched him die in stages. Um, either way, it's not easy. And when they're gone, your life is kind of turned upside down for a long time. So welcome back to the show, Nita. Well, thank you for having me. You described it all very well. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Well, the topic that we have today is creating your own adventures. And I love that word because I think when we walk out the front door or drive out of our garage, um, we can be, if we choose to be, on an adventure of the day. And so how are you helping people create their adventures? Okay, so we have a, I have them make a list sometimes of things that maybe things they wanted to do when they were younger or things they did when they were younger and they quit doing for various reasons and explore ways that they can do them again or do them for the first time. Mm -hmm. But also just to start looking at life, like you said, you walk out the door. Are you going to go left? Are you going to go right? If you normally go left and you can, try going right to adventure of a different way. Or if you're in town, just drive down a street you don't normally drive down and see different scenery, different houses, different architecture. It's it broadens your mind just to see the different things that makes it a little bit of an adventure. Right. I know a lot of people that go to the same restaurant all the time and they order always the same thing. And so it's fun to say, OK, we love this restaurant. We love the staff. But let's see what else is on the menu and you know, try something different. Exactly. I had a friend we used to go to the same restaurant every week and she ordered the same thing. And I would usually, it's like, oh, I would go down the list. It's like, okay, I had that that last week. I'll have this this week. And one day I said, don't you want to try something different? I mean, it's a good restaurant. We know the food's going to be good. 
And she said, oh, no, I want to know what I want to get what I know is good. Wow. <laughs> okay. But my, my philosophy is if I don't like it, and it could be a food I don't like, it's not probably going to happen. But if I don't like it, guess what? There are stores, convenience stores all the way home. I can stop anywhere and get a candy bar or a quick sandwich or something. If what I ate, if I didn't eat because I didn't like it, there's always a way to get something to eat so that you're not hungry. It's like, it, yeah, it costs you a couple of dollars, but it was worth the adventure. I mean, every adventure has a small price tag. Right. I know that um, there's quite a few people that like to eat out. And um, if, if they go with the same little group all the time, um, there's some that I'm aware of that literally will choose a dis different restaurant each time because they right. want to experiment and see, okay, let's try Italian this month. Let's mm -hmm. try German the next month. Let's try Thai food the next month. And that way they are broadening their horizon and they'll know very quickly if they want to go back to that restaurant. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, I eat with a couple of groups of ladies periodically and that's what they do. One is here locally. So we just go to the different ones in town, not necessarily Italian or, or Thai, because our choices are usually Mexican, Italian, or American. American, But they've all got different takes mm -hmm. on all of them. And, yeah, and we will, I mean, you have different wait staff, and there will be different other patrons will be different that you can interact with or just observe. And that is a lot of fun to go to a different restaurant each time we go out and try to just try something different mm -hmm. and yeah and eating out is a great social way to socialize if you don't want to go alone see if you can get a friend or relative to go with you make it in your adventurous night we're going to go out to eat at this new restaurant we've never been to and I always make it a rule that when I go to do something it's supposed to be fun it's going to be fun. I just decide before I go that I'm going to enjoy myself mm -hmm. and I'm more likely to enjoy myself than if I go with it with trepidation and, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I don't know if I'm going to just, I'm going to like it. I'm going to have a good time. And most of the time I do. Right. I think that can be true even for things like movies. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't know whether you have seen um, some of the ones that are up for the Academy Award this year, but it's an unusual list. I mean, Top Gun is probably the most normal movie <laughs> that's in the list. <laughs> and um, the others are, you know, I, I have seen a lot of them, but I saw Avatar, the new Avatar. Two hours right. and 45 minutes is how long that movie is. Um, but I just started watching. I wasn't able to finish watching it yet. So I got it saved, um, mm. you know, as part of my movies. But um, the one that is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that one. I'll oh, have to find it's, it. It's, a, um, it's an all pretty much Japanese cast. Do you mm. remember the little boy that was in Indiana Jones movie many years right. ago? And um, he was helping Indiana Jones get out of a situation, but he was very much a part of the movie. Um, that particular child actor is the gentleman that is the main character in this movie. Oh, cool. And yeah. um, so it's, it's characters that 
we haven't seen a lot of, let's say, on the big screen. But the yeah. movie, he's up for best actor. Uh, the main character, female, is up for best actress. I mean, I think there's uh, music that's in this particular right. Movie. The top it's score, but yeah, yeah, right. And uh, it is all about parallel realities and being able okay. to move in these parallel dimensions from one place to another. So mm -hmm. it's very unique for people that have never um, looked at quantum physics, have never understood that we have such a thing as parallel reality concepts. Uh, and it's for those who aren't that familiar with it, it's a little confusing. And again, it's a long movie. It's over two hours long. It could be, you know, it reminds me a teeny tiny bit. Of, there used to be a show called Quantum Leap. Did you mm -hmm. ever see that? And that's what they they were leaping into other realities. Each, mm -hmm. Of course, they were just like one at 45 minute show. So we wrapped everything up really quick. And they couldn't be too confusing because they would have lost their sponsors. But it's I, I think it's interesting. And yeah. And if you don't normally go to something like that, I think it would be a great way to broaden your horizons and just think a little bit different. Right, right. I used to belong to, um, it was a female book club uh, a number of years ago now when I was living in Wisconsin. And we would pick books that would challenge our thinking. You know, so if there's mm -hmm. somebody that only likes mysteries, reading an autobiography. If there's somebody that only likes science fiction, reading maybe a history novel. Um, right. You know, so it's getting out of the box of thinking that many people put themselves mm -hmm. in, that this is what they're comfortable with. This is, uh, you know, where they're comfortable eating, reading, going. And, you know, you now have an opportunity as maybe a single person for the first time in your life. Because I went, and I think you told me on the last show this had happened to you, but I went from being, um, you know, a person that had lived with my parents to living right. with other girls in a dormitory, to graduating from college, and within a matter of months, getting married, you know, and then uh, starting my life as a married individual. So I never mm -hmm. lived by myself. And I didn't know what that was really like. And this, although you don't ask for this to happen, when it does happen, you have to get to know yourself. You do. You have to get to know, because if you don't get to know yourself, especially for widows, you try to stay who you were when you were married mm -hmm. and you're not that person anymore. Right. And, you know, and, and especially since your spouse isn't here, but people keep, some women try to stay. It's like, no, this is what I do. It's like, but no, you're stagnating. That's not the right word. But you're holding yourself back and you're not allowing yourself to live, which is why I kind of encourage adventure on a small scale, because if you at least do the small scale of adventure, then you will begin to start to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, when you took your first baby steps and ventured out into becoming an adventurer, do you remember what you did the very first I do hear how you experienced it. I do. And it was actually before I started coming out of the fog, but I just took a notion one day that I wanted to join Toastmasters. Um, I had been in a writing group and they had said, oh, you need to join Toastmasters. And 
I was home alone one day, as I always was. I was like, I'm going to join Toastmasters. And so I called and nobody answered. And I was like, don't have to do that. <laughs> and he called me back. I was like, what? And he gave me explicit directions because I live out in the country. So it was like a two hour drive. He gave me explicit instructions on how to get there. And yeah, I got up that morning and I thought, oh, I'm not going to go. That's a two hour drive and I'm going to have to meet people I don't know. I'll just stay here in my little cocoon. But he was the guy who had called me was expecting me. It's like, oh, I don't know how to get a hold of him and tell him I'm not coming. Guess I have to go mm-hmm. because I wasn't willing to be that rude. Yeah. So I, I, you know, so I made the drive and then I get there. And I stood outside the door, but he was literally watching for me. And when he saw that I had the, the shadow and knew I was outside the door, he came and pulled me into the room where they, and then everybody was so nice and so accommodating that I stayed in that club for like six years. But it was, yeah, I was petrified. And I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this. But every step, I, you know, every little step, Okay, I'm going to make the drive. Well, I'm here now and I'm parked. I may as well go in because it's hot out here in the car. You know? <laughs> and I go in and, and so somebody meets me at the door and they say, oh, well, they're having the meeting in this down this hallway. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go down there. And I, and I did. I thought I can just stand outside and listen. But no, he, he pulled me in and it was it was very and I think you're going to run into that no matter what you do that who whatever group you try to join they're going to be accommodating for you and they're going to encourage you Mm -hmm. so just trust that people are going to welcome you in and take that step take all those little steps to get to that one step right right and and i i the fact that you mentioned you know staying in your little cocoon Mm -hmm. i do think that's what people do is after, you know, um, the death of a spouse or a partner, I think it's easy to sort of wrap yourself up in that cocoon and hide, if you will. It it is, it is very easy. And that's, I was talking to a woman the other day, and she still has everything of her husband's around her. Oh, wow. Um, She hasn't moved, and it's been a couple of years. And so I see, put every, you don't have to get rid of it but put everything away and make one of those rooms reflect you. And, you know, somebody had told me that, but they didn't tell me that very explicitly. And I didn't do that. I didn't make my house reflect me until I started coming out of the fog. And yeah, now my, I have pictures of my husband. I have things of his still here, but the house reflects me. Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't reflect him. It doesn't reflect us. It reflects me. Right. I Now, a year ago, almost, I moved from where we had lived into a 55-plus community that's about an hour and a half, almost, from where we <laughs> did live, because I realized that I had reached a point where I did need to relocate, and I needed to have different surroundings. Um, you know, there was just too much. Uh, right there that was reminding me of all of the years of his illness and so yeah. you know, every place I looked I could see and remember you know situations and uh, you're right I mean this house does reflect me it, there's a lot of things that we had acquired 
you know, over the 30 mm -hmm. plus years of being together, but it, I kept the things that were the most meaningful to me and put them in different places. So when yeah. I look at them now, I mean, I can smile and just remember a particular experience that we had together. And I gave a lot of the things to his kids because this was a second marriage, actually, for both of us. Oh, OK. And um, so his children, I wanted them to have a lot of the things that were meaningful, you know, to my right. husband. They're, and yeah. uh, so they're, I think, you know, very happy having his stuff. And, <laughs> I think uh, and pass be, yeah. It on. yeah, I would think so. Yeah, well, see, that's what I moved, like, within a few months of him dying. Mm. Because we we had bought the house. I mean, we had just bought this house. And it was our dream property. You know, it's something we had dreamed about. And I think that might have made it harder to not include him in the house. It's like, mm -hmm. this was his place. It's, it has to reflect him. And, yeah, about a year ago, I moved closer to town and I tell everybody they'll go oh why did you move and I go oh my kids wanted to wanted me to it's more, they feel safer they feel better with me being closer to town and the truth is I really needed to go somewhere where I wasn't every time I looked out the door thinking he should be out there taking care of his animals mm -hmm. what happened to all the animals by the way well um he was raising pigs in the, the year he died was a bad year for pigs. So two of his two of his sows died, and then we sold the other two, and then my sons sold the baby pigs that had been born during that phase. During that mm. phase, and um, then some of his, we didn't. We had a sheep that we were helping a young man do, and so he took the sheep to his house, and that was. And then the chickens. I think my husband had already given the chickens away before he died. So we didn't have the chickens and we had get already given the rabbits away. So. Oh, so most was, of the animals were gone. Yeah. Most of the animals were gone. And then the two dogs eventually died. So there was really nothing but me. And, and a lot of land. <laughs> and a lot of land and empty. And I, I couldn't take care of it and I didn't really want to take care of it. So. Mm -hmm. This house is almost perfect. It's, you know, I'm making it perfect. So it's going, it's going to be a good, this is a good move for me. Yeah. Well, keep that thought in mind. And we're going to pause for just a moment for a word from our sponsors. And we'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my returning guest, Nita Bashar, and we're kind of talking about learning to take adventures, especially when you've been a person that has always done things with a partner, 
or with a spouse and that person is no longer alive. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to take those steps and move beyond where your comfort zone is. Mm -hmm. um, what was the first trip that you actually took by yourself? The first trip? Well, I mean, I drive around Oklahoma all the time. So, I mean, those, those are two hour trips. But probably the first trip I took was a uh, fall foliage and quilt tour in back east. And I had wanted to do that for a number of years. I didn't realize I could combine them. And this opportunity came up and I happened to have enough money to do it. So I loaded up and, and did it by myself. I was just like, I'm going to, I flew there. And I mean, I had flown to see my daughter, but I didn't really count that because I had flown to see her before he died. Right. But this was something that I mean, I made all of the arrangements. You know, well, I made the arrangements with the tour company and then I let them make all of the arrangements. But it was I met some new people, some of which I am still friends with today. And how long ago was that? Mm, uh, eight or nine years ago. And how long has oh, your husband been deceased? He's, he's been gone 16 years. So it was probably about six, seven years after he died, I did that. Okay. Well, I, I will share with you then, because this is kind of interesting. I mean, I've gone to see my brother. I've gone to see my son, um, you know, during and um, my husband's illness and after he died. But I've never done like what I call a road trip by myself, mm. where I, I was actually going to you know, pack up the car and go someplace. And granted, I'm going to a location to see a person I already know. Right. But it's the idea that I'm actually making the drive along. I've never done that. Um, that's that's any length of time. And right. so this I'm breaking it into it's about a nine hour uh, trip, but I'm breaking it into two days. So I have, you know, part of the trip one day that's about four and a half hours and then the next day is about five day or five hours but oh, I yeah how, yeah i thought how weird in a way that all of these i mean my husband's been deceased for a little over five years but i just have always liked going with somebody having somebody mm -hmm. to chat with and you know visit with um and this one I will do on my own. And I guess I'll be listening to maybe my own podcast. <laughs> Listen to your podcast and, right. and and do make sure you take lots of stops along the way, mm -hmm. you know, just to get out of your car and walk around, but also, you know, check out the scenery and stuff. Now I had forgotten. I had done that. I had driven. My daughter lives in Colorado. I live in Oklahoma. And so usually I fly. It's a 14 hour drive. It's a two-hour flight, so I usually fly. I would, but, so. but one year for some reason it was, and it was not too long after he died, probably about three or four years, maybe three. Anyway, I went up there and I drove, and I stopped on the way up there somewhere, and I made it just fine. But coming back, I thought I'm not going to stop. I mean, I was in. I was two hours from home and I thought, I'll be home by 10 o'clock. It'll be fine. No, I drove slower and slower. The closer to home I got, the further as like, because I was getting tired and I wound yeah. up getting a hotel about, I don't know, 45 minutes from my house. And it irritated <laughs> me for the longest time that I paid for a motel 
45 minutes from the house, but it was the safest thing for me to do. Right. And you could have had an accident. I could have had an accident. And the road coming up had a couple of really bad bridges. And it's like, you know, you don't want to go to sleep going across the bridge. So, oh, no. Um, but so I haven't driven back since. I think I might try to drive up there this year, but I know I'm driving down to Texas next month. So um, I'm and doing. How long a drive is that one? Oh, Texas. That one is just depending on where I go, but I think it's only going to be about four hours. Oh, okay. I think I'm, I, yeah, I think I'm only going a little bit south of Dallas. So I'm meeting mm -hmm. some other friends down there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hadn't, and I, and I drove, I did drive down to Dallas in December for my cousin's wedding and stuff. So I drive a little bit more, I think, than I know than most women do because most women are like, oh, I can't believe you drive two hours to do this or two hours to do that. I'm like, it's just what I've always done. And I can't, I just can't stay here and not do anything and not do anything. And a lot of people do. I mean, um, mm -hmm. men and women, they retreat and, you know, they have maybe a couple of friends they do things with, but their life becomes exceptionally limited. What is the most um, adventurous things that you've done? The most adventurous thing I did? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I flew to Ohio to take a, oh, the most adventurous thing I tried to do. I have, I, I'll have to do it again in a couple of months. I took, I signed up and I started a motorcycle class to learn to ride a motorcycle and get a wow. license. Wow. Yeah. Did you, did your husband ride motorcycles? No, he, that had been one of our, one of our dreams that we were, I had a boyfriend that had a motorcycle before I met David and he had always said he was going to get a motorcycle when he retired and he didn't. And I was like, I'm, I, I may not keep it. You know, I may decide I don't like it after I do it, but I'm going to get that license and I'm going to ride. I'm going to get a three wheeler just because I feel like it's safer for me, yeah. but I'm going to do it. And then if I don't like it, I don't like it. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I do not want to die and say, I never rode a bike. Exactly. Never, exactly. You know, so, um, but I've been, I had had a heart issue just before I, or, you know, a few months before I took the class last year and I didn't have enough stamina to hold the bike up. Yeah. Cause As, they're heavy. Well, yeah, maybe it, not a three wheeler though, because that, well, you but you have to up. take the class on a two wheeler on a two wheeler. Okay. Yeah. So, but, um, they told me next time to do it on a scooter, not a motorcycle. And it would be easier. Plus, I've been exercising since then. So I've built my stamina up. So next month, month after next, I think in May, I'm taking the motorcycle class again. So that would probably be the most adventurous thing I've done. Well, good for you. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. I've seen the three-wheeler. I think it's called a spider. Um, well, there's, there's the, if the two wheels are in front, it's called a spider. And if the two wheels are in back, it's called a trike. Okay. I've seen them out on the road. I mean, because yeah. they are roadworthy. I wouldn't want to be on an interstate with them, but. Um, no, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I see people drive them on, but those people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, think so. yeah. I think so. What about, do you have on your bucket list? Like, do you want to take maybe a cruise by yourself in some part of the country that you've never I, seen? Or I do. I have been looking at taking a cruise and 
and I think I'm just going to take just a cruise. At one time, I thought about, and they have specialty cruises. So if somebody doesn't want to take a cruise by themselves because they think everybody will be families or couples, they have specialty cruises. Like you could go on a um, a sewing cruise or a mystery writer's cruise. I mean, they have different kinds of specialty cruises mm-hmm. where the other people might be single or they might be in relationships, but they all have the same interest. Sure. So that, that would be one way to make it easier to do if you were afraid of going by yourself. I've just been looking at, because I looked at those for a little while. That's how come I know they exist. But I've just been looking at just a regular cruise. I just haven't decided where I want to cruise to. So right now I'm looking at taking one of the, in the United States, like up the Mississippi River, like a river cruise. So they have a Lewis and Clark expedition mm-hmm. cruise that uh, starts, I think, in Portland, Oregon, and then comes west, you know, back uh, along yeah. the river there. And that one looks pretty fascinating. And I've always wanted to go, but it means flying to Europe to do it. But I've always wanted to go on one of the Viking cruises. Yeah, that has never really interested me. Now, the, I would be interested in going and visiting Belgium now because mm-hmm. my niece lives there. Okay. But but I've always, I'm, even as a kid, I thought there is so much to do in the United States. There is. I want to. I want to see what's here. Yes. Um, yeah, my sister loves going to Europe. And so I, I learn about Europe from when she's been there. You know, she'll show me her pictures and stuff. So, but now that I have a niece there, it's like, oh, well, I might want to go see the niece. That would work. <laughs> so. Right. And there's there's the one that goes up around um, Maine in the fall. You know, right. So a really nice uh, cruise as well. I don't yeah. know whether it's American Cruise Lines or or which one it is. There, but. Yeah, there's there's several different kinds of cruises, and um, and if you don't want somebody didn't want to cruise, like uh, in October, another lady and I are taking a bus tour, like the one I took to New England. It's just a bus tour. This one is going to Albuquerque because I want to see the Hot Air Balloon Festival. And this way I don't have to drive. I don't, I can watch what's going on without having to worry about traffic. Yes. And um, we, we happened to connect the other day and we said, Oh, we can just go together. So we were both going to go separately. So. Okay. I I think all of those are wonderful things. And, you know, whether it's um, discovering maybe that you enjoy red wine and join a a dinner group that, uh, you know, or a book club or, you know, right, like a theater group that goes once every couple of months to a new production if there's a theater near you. Or you um, could join your local community theater group and perform. And perform if you if you're you know bending if, that direction. Yeah, if you're yeah, if that's what you want to do. So I I went to a local production the other day, and that's what she said. She said we always need people to join either to perform or to help with the backstage staff. So mm-hmm. yeah, whatever your interest is. And if you don't like, here's my thing. If you think you might like it, try it. Try it. If you don't like it, you can always quit. There's not a contract that says, if you try this, you have to do it for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Try it and see if you like it. And if you don't like it, go, "Mm, not that. I'll try something else. It's kind of like like life's buffet. You know, I'll try a little of this, a little of that, and find which thing I like. Find the things that you like. Yeah. Well, our show is coming to a close already. And so I want to thank you again for being a guest. 
and uh, sharing your ideas with, you know, how to move forward after a spouse or a partner does die and finding the adventures that are going to make your life still very rewarding. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Well, listen, um, go out there and, and make a wonderful life for yourself with all <laughs> kinds of adventures. Oh, well, I, hope I hope your listeners do too. So I, I think they will. I really, I hope so too. Um, in the meantime, um, everybody out there that's listening to the show, share with others, uh, introduce a lot of Nita's ideas because we all have friends who, unfortunately, as we age, you know, either the wife or the husband maybe passes away before mm -hmm. the other one and life does go on. So please learn to make this remaining life, whatever you have, your best life. Make it your best life. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Synergy Connection show. And like I said, make this your very best life. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.